Humans, 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 humans. Welcome to the Sydney Hollis Show, the Sydney Hollis Show that you can earliest, you can hear most early on October 6th. Welcome. We got a few things to talk about today. And humans, something I forgot to get to last week. I mean, a couple things, but we're going to get to that too. But right off the top, it's October. What does that mean? It means that the Sydney Hollis Show Audio Halloween Costume Contest is upon us. How much fun. We had a ball with this last year. This is the this is the audio costume contest that started it all. You know? It was like, hey, we're gonna have an audio costume contest. And people were like, what is that? And so it's been a couple weeks clarifying it. And then we had a huge turnout. And we had a great contest, and I, and I want to talk about that contest here in a little bit. I said I had an announcement to make last week, something to help me sleep at night. We're going to talk about that. But humans, if you're new to the show, what is the Sydney Hollis Show audio costume contest? Well, it's a Halloween costume. It's a Halloween party. It's a Halloween mixer. Right here on the show, right here for our ears, right here for our minds, you know, our minds can can paint the most beautiful painting, you know, finer colors than any painter could ever mix together on a palette, and then, and then more beautiful than anything that would go from palette to brush, brush to canvas. Our minds, humans, can paint us a picture. So how exciting is that? An audio Halloween costume contest. It's giving me chills right now. And of course, we did something similar recently. We had our summer movie mixer. But let me explain in detail what, yeah, what the... With the Sydney Hollis Show, Halloween <laughs> audio costume contest is so you you pick out a costume and you describe it, you know, in a voice memo on your smartphone. You describe it into that, and then when you finish, you send that description. You hit the share button and you email it to listenerline at sydneyhollishow dot com, and you pick out. Now you could you could be as creative as you wish. I think it's a lot of fun to come up with a character from, like, <laughs> because in real life, in real life in Halloween, when it's not an audio costume contest, when I go to a party, I love to be someone, last year I, I was uh, saying, like, the, the masseuse from a t- particular episode of Seinfeld when George is getting a massage. I just thought that this outfit that this character, Raymond, just white, white crew neck, like, just white t-shirt, white jeans... And like a tan belt. And I was like, what a funny costume, Raymond. So that's that's what I would do, humans. But we had we had people dress up as all sorts of things. Again, for our ears. There was a little confusion last year. Like, wait. Like, I have to tell you what I'm going as for Halloween? No. No, no, no. You can go to a Halloween party and something totally different than you're going to be in the audio costume contest. And we talked about this last year too, humans. You know, sometimes there's a little, for me, and I shouldn't let this get the best of me, and I don't let it get the best of me, but I do, it does cross my mind. When I'm going to a Halloween party, when I'm in my house getting all ready, I'm stoked. You know, I'm looking in the mirror more than usual, getting my outfit ready, taking selfies. And then I'm stoked for the party I'm going to. But sometimes that in-between time, you're like, Oh man, I feel kind of on display. You know, you don't know. I don't know. That's just how I, how it is for me. And you shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter on any day of the week, but certainly if it's around Halloween, then people are kind of expecting that. Still, still, it's still, uh, it's still, it still rears its ugly head and I have to squash that feeling down, humans. But you don't have to do that with an audio costume contest. You're in the comfort of your home 
or someplace you find comfortable, and you're recording into a thing describing us a beautiful costume. And I think the way we do it is it's not just like it's not just like the summer movie contest, because in that case we were saying specific characters. This is like, hey, if you want to be something from movies or television, you say the character and then you like describe what you would wear, you know? You'd be like, Oh, like for instance, with the massage with the masseuse character from uh, a masseur or whatever, however you say a male massage therapist, uh, you know, you're like, hey, white, I would get, I would wear a white t-shirt, I would wear white jeans, I would have a tan belt, and I'd kind of try to st- style my hair uh, so it looks a little longer, a little more wavy. Maybe I'd add some highlights for the night. And that's what you said. That's kind of what you say. You say, hey, Sid. This is, uh, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be anything from a movie, humans. You can, you can be your own creative thing, you know? You could be like, hey, Sid, this is Taylor from Tribeca, and I'm dressing up as someone who went to Sidney Hollis's prom. <laughs> so for that, I'm going to find some vintage clothes, a vintage tuxedo. Something that one would have rented from like a formal store in 1998 or 9, depending if it's junior or senior year, for Sid. And I would have some sunglasses that were very late 90s. And because it's late 90s, I'd probably wear a vest. Cummerbunds were not, not popular. And I would like dance. Well, and then because of it, Sid's prom, which he talks about all the time, that the, the theme was Titanic, I would have sort of like a, a Titanic like backdrop kind of like poster board thing that I made that like somehow like attaches to my the back of my tuxedo sport coat. So it sort of looks like a backdrop behind me. So I'm at Sid's prom with the Titanic in the shadows or in the on the display and Sid is doing the Macarena, you know, in front of a, a, a likeness of this ship where all these people froze and drowned in 1912, 19. Anyway, thanks, Sid. That's my submission. This is Taylor in Tribeca. Humans, that's how you could do it. You know, that's how you could do it. If you didn't want to go a movie or if you wanted to go a movie, you could say, Hey, I want to be principal Strickland from back to the future in the scene where he's lighthouse keepering uh, from a mug. Whilst the prom is going on, he's like in his office or somewhere. So I've got, I think he had a wool, you know, I would, I would go out and get a wool jacket and I would, you know, obviously give myself like a full, like Bic bald cut and I'd have a mug and I'd have a copy of the, uh, the outside of the, book jacket from the almanac with the, I think the pages of Ooh La La on the inside, or is that the one that Biff had? Nevertheless, that'd be my costume. Thanks so much, humans. This was, uh, this is John from Indiana. And get creative with it, humans, but kind of describe, you know, we're having a mixer here at the show. Here at the hideaway, we're having a mixer. So describe what you would have on at the mixer while we're, while we're all breaking bread together. There will be a prize. I got to come up with the prize. There will be a prize. And humans, this is this is important. The date. Submissions are due. Submissions are due by like end of day, East Coast time, like five like five p.m. They are due by five p.m. East Coast time on October twenty fourth. It's a Tuesday. That's so we can uh, that's so we can hear this on our Halloween show, which is going to be well, our Halloween show is going to be on Tuesday the thirty first. So our Halloween episode, Halloween is on Tuesday the thirty first. Excuse me, humans. So our Halloween episode is going to be on Friday, October twenty seventh. So submissions are due for the contest at like five p- five p.m. Eastern on Tuesday the twenty fourth. Now, let me just say this. I don't 
I don't so much do like fun, creative things, although I wish I did. I should do more besides this. On the weekdays. You know, it's like usually I put that off till the weekend. So your your weekend that you're really going to have a chance to see, you know, your last weekend. You can start now, humans. Your last weekend you have to record your audio costume. It's like Friday, October 20th, Saturday, October 21st, Sunday, October 22nd. Circle those dates on your paper calendars. I know you have them, humans. Go to your paper calendars and circle those dates. Friday the 20th, Saturday the 21st, Sunday the 22nd. That's your weekend. That's your last weekend to get your costume in. Sure, if you need to turn it in, turn this in on Monday the 23rd, or God forbid, up against the gun on Tuesday the 24th, well, okay. But, you know, just keep all those days in mind. Starting now, starting from now, now, from when you hear this, humans, you can always get your submissions in. Uh, so how exciting for that. And by the way, speaking of paper calendars, we'll come back to the Halloween costume contest. This is a great time of year to get a deal on a calendar. <laughs> I mean, if you can find a place with calendar right now, if you like went somewhere and they had calendars... In October, dude, that, if they haven't already marked that thing down, <laughs> if they haven't just given it away, if you walk in somewhere and there's a calendar for sale and there's a price tag on it, I bet you could, whatever the price tag is, you could, you, you knock it. Half, half, more than half. Can you, here's my question. You can get anything on the internet. But could you buy a calendar at a brick and mortar right now? If any of you humans are so, like, at a big box store, or you're going to, like, I mean, and I'm talking about 2023. Do you think you could buy a calendar without calling ahead? I mean, yeah, you can't call ahead. You have to go in and look. Do you think you could buy a calendar at a brick and mortar this weekend, humans. <laughs> or, or if that, you know, if you can buy calendars right now, of course, pay full price, man, for a 2024. But you could get a, you could get something for the last three months of 2023. I bet on a major sale, humans. <laughs> but I bet, I bet, I hypothesize that if you wanted to buy a calendar this weekend, I bet if you went to all the big box stores, you wouldn't find a calendar, like, you know, with cars on it, or babes on it, or hunks on it, or landscapes, or kitty cats, you know? I bet you wouldn't find those. I bet maybe if you go into an office supply store, you can find, like, some stupid calendar, you know? Because workplaces, I guess, always just need calendars to assign you work and deadlines. But can you find, like, a, a personal calendar, a calendar for your home, a nice glossy? I, I wonder if any of us can find one. I'll I'll make this commitment, humans. If I walk by any kind of a store that I think would have it this weekend, I'll pop in. There's some dollar stores around here. Maybe they would have one. But, again, I'm holding steadfast. It can't be for organizers, and it can't be, like, you know. Some stupid office thing. Because I'm sure there's, you know, whatever. Who cares? Anyway, humans. Thank you for taking the calendar detour. The Halloween contest. You know your dates. You don't know your prize yet, but there will be a prize. I've given you kind of a... I, I, I tried to provide some examples. And we have a few weeks more to talk about. So if you have questions, if you're unclear... Email me, listener line at sydneyhallshow.com. And, you know, if your question is for the public good, then maybe I'll read it on the air and then answer it. If it's just for you, and it's like something that's like, oh, this person just said, I don't know, I'll just answer you straight up. But, human, speaking of the Halloween costume contest, you'll notice one of those examples I gave was me. I wasn't dressing as me, but I was... You know, calling in as a fictitious, fictitious person named Taylor from Tribeca. And 
you know, say that would be someone at Sydney Hollis's prom. And last year, humans, we had a human who so creatively was like, oh, I'm going to be truck. Forrest in Chattanooga. If you're new to the show, bear with us. One of the listeners, Forrest in Chattanooga, one of the humans, called in and dressed as truck. Another one of the humans for Halloween. <laughs> we have been talking about truck starting a small business. And I'd advertised it here on the show. And uh, <laughs> Forrest took that as an opportunity to dress up as truck for Halloween. <laughs> and we had a lot of great submissions, humans. We had a lot of great submissions, humans. And the person who ended up winning was Brady. Brady from New York. Brady from Brooklyn. And he dressed as uh, Duke Lelouch. Duke the Nuke? No, the Nuke. The Nuke. Lelouch from Bull Durham. Great costume, great costume. Anyway, humans, Duke Lelouch won. But Forrest had this incredible idea. And I'm, I'm going to be authentic with you, humans. I was dying laughing. I, mean, I was dying laughing at a lot of these. I was dying laughing at Forrest's thing. I was dying laughing at the Duke Lelouch. And I I bestowed the winning crown on Duke Lelouch, on Brady. And humans, I can't, I couldn't sleep at night sometimes because I thought, I think I got a little... I got a little scared, like, oh, man, are we going to be dressing up as each other? Are we? Can we be trusted with that? Can the humans do this in a nice way? And I was like, oh, my goodness, I really, humans, I, I, I agonized over it. And I can't help but wonder if that influenced my decision. And so right now I'm announcing that Forrest from Chattanooga, won the 2023, won the 2023 costume contest alongside Brady with his Duke Lelouch costume. They should have been co-champions. They should have been co-champions. And I got a little cold feet on Forrest's behalf. And Forrest, I'm making it right. I'm making it right. I'm talking about it. Forrest is owed a mug. A mug was the prize for that. Forrest is owed a mug. Forrest is already a member of the Mug Club Brewery. He has purchased. He has purchased. If he, if he doesn't mind my saying so. He has purchased a mug. From com slash shop. Where we have some very fine, fine mugs available for sale, humans. So, And this is the first he's hearing of. So, so Forrest, we got to figure this out. You know, you may just have to get the other color mug from the one you ordered. Or maybe I'll refund you for that mug, or I don't know. We'll figure. Maybe you'll just get, you know, a new mug. I don't know. I'll figure something out for us. I shall be in touch. But humans, it should have been co-champions. It should have been co-champions. I was laughing so hard at both of those equally, and I think some fearfulness over over what would the hideaway look like if we if we dressed up as each other and we rewarded that. But how silly of me. We're a community. Of course we can do that. And it would be fun. I'm not saying do that. But that should be an option. And not that it wasn't forced in. It was great. But I think I got a little cold feet. So far as I apologize. You guys should have been co-champions. Now you are co-champions. Congratulations. I told you, I lost sleep over that. For a whole year I've lost sleep over that. I feel embarrassed right now. I may sleep unwell tonight. Because I've, you know, know it now I'm going through this trauma of admitting, you know. <laughs> but there are brighter days to come. And I'm honest with the humans. My humans. Our humans. All of us humans. <laughs> so get excited. And I'm not going to do that this year. All right. Not going to be wishy-washy. We'll just see what happens. Everyone gets a fair shake. Okay, humans, <clears throat> what are the topics now that we've covered uh, the, the Halloween costume contest, which I'm so stoked for. I am so, I'm dressing up this year. 
I think last year I just gave a few examples at the top, but I didn't actually dress up. This year I'll probably give another example or two, and I'm dressing up. I'm dressing up, and I don't know if I've thought of my costume yet. But then again, sometimes I write down ideas in the middle of the year, and we talked about this. You know? You need to write down... This isn't real-life Halloween or Sydney Hall Show audio Halloween costume contest. You need to be writing down what you would be for Halloween all year long. Because when you get to October... It, you feel a little pressure, like, shit, I gotta figure this out. Now we have plenty of time. We have plenty of time. But I'm just saying, <laughs> if you haven't started doing that, this is a good year to start, you know? Hey, start a list, and not a list, but just when you have an idea, write it down. Put it in a note on your phone. So humans, how have we been? How has the week been? I promised you last week we were going to talk about dog shit. And it's an unpalatable topic, but that's why I almost need to bring it up. We're going to talk about fall festivals today. And we've got a little bit of listener line action. And I'm going to finally put the topic of the deer hunter to bed. So those of you sick of hearing me talk about it, well, this is the last time. Enjoy. Enjoy. So humans, dog shit. There's one of these dog food commercials called The Farmer's Dog. And I heard this commercial on the radio. And I tried so hard last week to find it. And you know, you can find almost anything on the internet. But I could not find this Farmer's Dog dog food commercial ad. But I heard it on the... You know, I stream the AM radio station, AM 880 up here, humans, for a lot of my news and weather. Uh, you know, I don't have to totally be in tune with the traffic, but I do go news and weather from this radio station, which I mostly stream, but I do have a, I do have a terrestrial radio, a regular radio that picks up radio waves, you know, the FM band and the AM band. <laughs> but I'm listening to just the freaking news, and then I hear this. This ad for the farmer's dog, dog food, you know, it's like, it's like real fresh dog food. And it's like, you know, food that even you would eat. No, it's healthy. It's well balanced. And then they just keep going on. And maybe I only mentioned it three times, but that was three times too many for me. They keep going on about how great it makes their dogs poops. And they keep using the word poops. And I'm like, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like, stop saying poops. I'd just rather say shit. I'm just not a fan of that word in general. But then, and then whatever. Look, look at me, quite the Puritan. But then, I just don't want to hear about fucking dogs having perfect poops. Because then I'm picturing, okay, well, what does that mean for a dog owner? Visually. Visually, I'm trying to think, like, what am I now picturing in my mind? And, of course, I did the math of, like, well, probably something dense, you know, stays together and doesn't, like, smear around on the pavement so you can just grab it very easily. And then also probably, you know, no one wants to see their dog have that, you know, even if you aren't the type to, like, grab your dog's shit in a bag, you probably rest easy at night knowing your dog's having, like, you know, pretty, what, non-soupy bowel movement. So I understand there must be some value in your dog's poops. But jeez, man, you couldn't think of anything else to advertise. But maybe that's what you dog owners, like, that's you. they're talking right to you. Maybe they're taking an angle no one else is having. And I shouldn't say you dog owners, like, so accusatorily. Because so many of you humans are dog owners, and, and I, I appreciate you, and I like your dogs. I like your dogs. Um, but, like, what the fuck, dude? So that, that like, just, like, annoyed me. But it wasn't enough for me to, like, write down and think that much about, like, oh, God, I've got to get on the podcast and go crazy about the farmer's dog. It wasn't enough. Until, like, two days later, I walked to get, like, pizza and I don't know if I got paper towels and other stuff or what but I had a bunch of stuff I was carrying and 
like when I walked out of the pizza shop, I didn't have my headphones on in the pizza shop. So when I walked out, it's not too far of a walk to my house. So I just kind of didn't like gather myself. I just walked straight out of the pizza shop carrying like my, I can't remember how hungry I was that night, two or three slices, right? And whatever else odds and ends that I'm carrying from, so obviously I'd made two stops. I'd gone to a store and then I'd gone to the pizza shop. So then I'm walking and I hadn't put my headphones in. And I'm like, well, whatever. It's not that far of a walk. You know, like, I don't always have my headphones in, but it's pretty, it's, it's I, I mostly always do. But I'm walking along and then this lady is behind me. And I'm walking at a normal pace. But she's walking like at my same pace and she's behind me by probably five feet. And she's on the phone with someone. And she's telling them all about something's poops. I assume it was a pet. It could have been a child. It seemed pretty casual to be discussing a child's poops. But that again, I don't know. You know, your parents would know more than me, dude. Uh, <laughs> but just going, I think it had to have been a dog. Just going on and on about these fucking poops. And I'm like the fuck is going on in the world <laughs> like and i tried i didn't have my headphones on so i had to hear this i was a captive audience like i said we were walking the same pace so i tried to walk faster and i couldn't i just was like it was like you know it was like a friday and i was like tired from the week you know and i was like i can't walk any faster and this lady's like still keeping up with me yip yapping about her animal her being's poops i don't know maybe it was her husband's poops i didn't consider that or wife's <laughs> any freaking way <laughs> and i was just like well said you can't like i could have i could have stopped and like scooted over to the side and let her pass me but she was, you know, five feet behind someone walking in a fast clip. It's a little close. So I was like, if I stop, I have to, like, really pull over quickly or she'll rear into me. Like, we'll have a human traffic accident. And I was just like, this sucks. This sucks. Twice in one week I've had to hear about <laughs> someone going on and on about the consistency of something else's poops. It was, ugh. I wish I could play the ad for you, humans. Like I said, I couldn't find it. But you, you, you probably heard me say that enough times to where if this is this is an uncomfortable topic for you, I've just made you as uncomfortable as I felt, and I've made myself uncomfortable all over again. I've relived it. If I just cho- if I chose not to talk about this on the podcast, I only would have had to live it once. <laughs> I mean, aside from in my mind where it's torturing me, but now I've had to relive the whole thing. But hey, maybe we had a few laughs along the way. Humans, fall festivals. Fall festivals. <laughs> maybe if you're from, I mean, I think this was a southern happening. Maybe it happened other places. <laughs> when my sister and I were younger, our school had a Halloween carnival. Halloween carnival. Like, it's this thing you say, like Peach Cobbler. You know? Those words go together. Peach Cobbler, Halloween Carnival. Like, definitely was saying the word carnival and probably pronouncing it in, like, some off way because it's, like, such a thing from your, like, a little kid. Like, we're going to Halloween Carnival. Or not even knowing what it is, you know? Not even knowing what a carnival is. Just this, this fun thing you're going to. Our school, well, two of our schools for elementary school, had like Halloween carnivals. And we were in this one particular school in the mid-90s, early 90s, I guess. At this point in time, early 90s. And one year, they switched from having a Halloween carnival to a fall festival. Because enough of the, like, moronic parents and teachers thought that there was some like you know 
anti-Christian agenda with having a Halloween carnival. So it was a fall festival instead. And let me tell you, it sucked. It sucked. It sucked. Like, it was, like, the same weekend, I guess. Like, our school had a pretty cool little, like, Halloween carnival. Like, it'd be on a Saturday. But, like, you'd go, and it was, like, fun to go see your school friends, like, on the on the fun part of the school grounds, you know, on a Saturday and be dressed up. And, like, there'd be, like, a haunted house, and there'd be games and a dunking booth and, you know, all that stuff. And, like, and this one person... um who was like associated with the school? Like his kids went there with make make barbecue all day, so it smelled good. And it was like the you know it was a bake sale, you know, all kind of stuff. It was a real freaking Halloween carnival, and you didn't even mind being at school on a on a on a non school day. One, you're so young, you know, and school was still kind of fun. And you were with your butt, your friends running around, running them up. The parents were probably having fun talking to each other. Maybe I don't know. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, these people, these morons got together and decided that it was in some way satanic or something so stupid to have a Halloween carnival. And our school's Halloween carnival was so fun. Like we went there one year before we were even students there because our friends were going there and they were like, you got to come to this. Like it was that fun. They turned it into a fall festival, and it instantly sucked. It's like, okay, because then you, like, you weren't really supposed to dress up anymore, but it's like, well, some people are going to be dressed up because they're coming from other Halloween carnival-type outings. And it's still on, like, the, you know, whatever, however they figured out what date every year. It's still the same damn date, or same weekend. <laughs> it was... But it sucked because there was no longer a haunted house. There wasn't a dressing up element. And like the games, I mean, maybe, maybe they still had a dunking booth, I guess. But there's not that like spirit in the air. You know, Halloween, dressing up as something else. It sounds, you know, it almost sounds too good to be true. But it really, when you're when you're dressed up as some character at a party, you feel different. Maybe you don't feel like that character. But I feel different when I wear clothes that I don't wear every day. You know? When I wear a loafer that makes a click, I have a different walk. I feel different than when I have a sneaker. Or a croc. You know? Or a Vibram five finger. You know? I learned from a from someone who was a teacher to me at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Of course, you humans know that I'm another big shot from there. And... You know, he told me he learned with 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 acting, not so much improv, but with with uh, sketch comedy acting. He's like, you know, we can't, my character starts with my feet. I kind of decided what shoes they would have, and I worked my way up. And what would their walk be like, and this and that. And I thought, huh. But we must experience that in some way when we're dressed up for Halloween. Kids in fun outfits, running around like crazy, going and getting scared in the haunted house. I don't know if there was any trick-or-treating going on, so there was like a candy. Like, when you just make something a fall festival, I wonder I wonder how many things they were allowed to, like, well, this can be part of it, but this can't. No, this would make it a Halloween carnival. No, this is a fall festival. So incredibly stupid. And I, I was, like, fifth in fifth grade when this happened, humans, I think. Fifth or sixth. How stupid. And still, I remember it. Has Have any of you experienced this? I mean, a lot of us are the same age that uh, are on this podcast, but that we multi-generations, who cares? Did any of you experience this in your lives? Was your Halloween ca- carnival stripped away from you and you were given a fall festival? <laughs> Because, I mean, growing up in Savannah, I think, like, fall, like, you know, Halloween night, you might be lucky if you finally get that first cold snap. But you wouldn't call that 
fall yet. A fall festival needs to be, if you're going to have a fall festival in Savannah, it should probably be like right, <laughs> right around Thanksgiving. If you're going for fall, it's so stupid. Anyway, humans, let me know if you've ever encountered that. I'd love to know. I'm very curious if it was just a Southern thing because of all the, all the Bible Belt type people down there. Or is it, does this, does this atrocity happen everywhere? Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Humans, we are going to talk a little deer hunter, but I do want to say, I think it was last episode, I said we should have the Oppenheimer test. We should have the Oppenheimer test. And it's just a, you know, if someone starts talking about Oppenheimer, if you just kind of say like, oh, you mean the bomb that caused world peace? <laughs> and see how they defend it. See how they defend Oppenheimer. Or 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 what or will it call cause someone to raise a brow? Will it cause a smile? Who knows? But that's the Oppenheimer test. When you're out and about at your fall festivals this year, humans, and someone starts talking about Oppenheimer, give them the Oppenheimer test. Just say, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that movie about the bomb that caused world peace. And that whole take of like <laughs> Well, man, they only had to kill a couple hundred thousand people instead of, like, however many would have died, you know? <laughs> Humans, that's, like, the meaning of the words loose change. <laughs> but, like, okay, sure, in the short term, but, like, in the history of the world, as the history of this planet plays out, maybe we'll be here, maybe we'll be, have just been removed. Maybe we'll be long gone. I wonder how well that take will hold up that the nuclear bomb, the atomic bomb was a peacemaker. Like in the history of the world, you know, 70 years from now and 70 years after that and 70 years after that. Well, how will that take age? The atomic bomb brought world peace. Just like Haley's comment, humans. Just like Haley's Comet, coming around every 70 years. Let's check in on that take every 70 years. Oh, Haley's Comet. Yes, humans, we're going to talk a little Haley's Comet next week. I'm interested. I'm curious. But I didn't want to just come in here firing from the hip, guns blazing. I want to do a little research. That won't be every topic. But we're going to talk a little Haley's Comet next week. All right, humans, before we get cooking on the deer hunter... Before we move Deer Hunter from the from the back burner to the front burner, let's check in on the listener line. This is Michael and Savannah. Compelling audio. This is the sound of me pulling my above ground pool tarp over the lining so that I can continue to enjoy my last summer days. This tarp maintains heat at nighttime and Uh, During the day, it absorbs radiant heat and keeps it as best it can. So summer, say goodbye, fall, here we come. Compelling audio at its finest. Incredible. Michael, yes. Yes, humans, that's compelling audio. He's painting a picture. He's like, I'm committed to like still being in the pool. I'm, I'm, I'm clinging to summer. Fall's coming, but I've got this pool tarp that I'm pulling over my pool so that it will keep the heat at night. And then during the day, the sun will bake it and make it warmer than it even would be. And then he gives us that audio. You hear the, the sound of the tarp, the ripples, you know, what's it made out of? Is it vinyl? I don't know. It's the, the sound of the water, the splashing, and we had like the cricket or something in the background. Oh, chilling, chilling, amazing, compelling audio. Thank you, Michael. Humans, be on the listen out for compelling audio. We break bread in an audio medium. This is how we relate to each other. What do you have for us? And speaking of compelling audio, <clears throat> humans, Pat 
in Chicago happened to be in New York City yesterday. And he sent me a text, yo, I'm going to be around. And I said, I'll be around too. So we ended up meeting up, having some dinner. And then we made our way to a little New York City institution. And we're just, you know, chit-chatting away, like two friends will do, catching up. And then, well, Pat pulls out his phone and he starts, he just starts recording. And it's like, whoa, here we go. So let's just, now mind you, humans, this was late into the evening. You're going to hear it in our voices. But let's, let's take a listen to what these two were up to last night, shall we? I see pizzas. Folks, we're coming to you live from J.G. Mellon's here on the Upper East Side. Upper East. That's Sydney Hollis, host of the Sydney Hollis Show. <laughs> Being interviewed. The tables have been turned. You can hear the sound of sizzling meat behind us. Yeah, you may be able to pick up the sound of sizzling meat on a flat-top grill at 600 degrees. So, this is Pat from Chicago. <laughs> and... And after we get done talking about your uh, haircut, the uh, the grill's a flat top as well? Yeah, that's right. I like to go to restaurants that match my hairstyle. Flat, flat tops only. No, you don't have a flat top. You don't have a flat top. But you know, you Maybe have, I do. You have it nice and high and tight. I'm, I'm rocking it high and tight. That's how I like it. So I just bummed a cigarette off the bartender, which I was very nervous about. But this is Pat from Chicago doing a podcast here from J.G. Mellon's on the Upper East Side. And my guest today is Sydney Hollis. Incredible. Yeah, that Sid, is. Thanks for joining us. I'm so happy to be here, Pat. Yeah, Thank you for having me. great to have you. We're knocking back a few cold ones. Budweiser's from the tap out of a 10 to 12 ounce mug. And uh, just yeah. having a good time here. We just had a round bought for us from a nice man from Montenegro because I spoke enough of his language to get a free beer. That's true. That is exactly what happened. Yep. And the bartender commented on as much. That's how he learned about it. We were we've had a round purchase for us, folks. We're in we're in JG Mellon's, a place I've never been before, a New York institution on the Upper East Side. And there there are not one, not two, but maybe I'm just going to throw out a number here: seventy paintings of watermelons all around us. Could be a hundred and fifty. Could be one fifty. Yeah, because we haven't even gone to the back of the restaurant and seen the rest of them on the walls. You so in Sid's line of sight, it's seventy. And he's That's just me guessing. And while he's had a few drinks, he's not seeing double, folks. There are, in fact, 70 watermelon paintings. You know, like a guy trading commodities. Yeah. I just see fruit and I start guessing at numbers. But, yeah. like, I, like, what do I really know? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Well, based on this, it's time to sell or buy. We're all in on JG Mellon. Yeah, we're buying. We're the buying Mellon. Mellon. We're buying Mellons. We're buying. You heard it here first, folks. Picks to click Sydney Alice's. <laughs> buying Mellon. We're buying Mellon. Dude, you're the one that a few weeks ago on the show were like, oh, you're this many clicks from owning a pizza oven? Yeah. And I've been thinking about that in my everyday life. <laughs> of like, like, it really is just like, when you're presenting something at your place of work is like... This would be more efficient if we did it this way. You're just, you're just like, how many clicks does it take? Like, it feels yeah. like let's just get out of brass tacks. Yeah, you got to. It's not. I don't. I don't even want to talk about emotion and how I feel with the, doing this task. How many clicks does it take me to do this task? How many clicks does it take this person? Like, and how do we work out how this is going to work? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. A word from our sponsor, JG Melons. They just handed me a pack of matches, a nice box match with a melon on it, a phone number on the back. And it's a 212 phone number, Pat. And while I did not need this awesome box of matches, I am so glad I have it. It's a 212 area code. That's rare. That's more rare than the burger. It's old school right there. 212-744-0585. That's 212-744-0585. J.G. Mellons on the Upper East Side. One of the greatest burgers in town and a great spot to have a beer and catch up with an old friend. Now, back to the show. So as you were saying... Oh, yeah. Good question. I thought I was saying what... 
I forgot where you were. I was just sending your question too. I was like, oh yeah, great question before we said it. <laughs> no, here, here's the question. If you're a character in Seinfeld, which I think we're led to believe all this on the Folks, if you remember what we were talking about before the ad for JG Balance, call into the show and remind us of what we were talking about. Listen to the line at SydneyHollowShow.com. That's right. Talk into the voice memo recorder on your smartphone. And then hit the share button and share with listener line at cityhollowshow.com. We would appreciate it, folks, because we'd love to pick up on what we were talking about. <laughs> at a later date. Well, humans, <laughs> just something a little candid, mostly candid, I guess. We weren't aware the microphone was on. <laughs> Certainly, certainly have been getting into a little trouble last night, humans. Uh, I don't know how entertaining that was to hear, but, but hey, why not toss it in there? Why not toss it in there? That was your boy and Pat from Chicago last night, humans. At J.G. Mellon's on the Upper East Side. I've never been. I'd always, I'd always been curious. Like 3rd Avenue and uh, like 70-something. 74th Street. How do you like that? <laughs> So anyway, humans, that, that was just silly. Um, I don't think you need to call in and remind us what we were talking about, because we weren't really talking about anything. <laughs> so anyway, The Deer Hunter, humans. Three-hour film. You know, the, the beginning, their lives in Pennsylvania. And humans, if you haven't seen it yet and you're planning on seeing it, I, you can turn this part off, I guess. I don't want you to have anything spoiled. I'm not going to give any major spoilers, but we're going to talk about the movie some. But yeah, they're living in Pennsylvania before these three characters go off to fight in the Vietnam conflict. And, um, you know, there's like a long wedding scene and you really, you know, you really live in their lives in Pennsylvania. And there's the, the scene where they get off work in the morning and they go, drink beers straight away just drink a beach day's worth of beers before they go to a wedding later that day but in that scene the frankie valley song comes on you're just too good to be true can't take my eyes off of you and man like that scene when the song comes on the song comes on the bar and it's this group of friends, some of whom are going to Vietnam, some of whom aren't. It's this group of buddies. And that song, you know, obviously uh, must have been popular at the time or had just been popular. You know, it was enough for them to all know the words. And, you know, they all start singing along. And they're all kind of dancing, doing their own thing. This bunch of dudes in an old, in an old bar with a pool table in it. And it's just like, again, for those of you that have seen the movie, if you haven't seen it, you can turn it off now, If you, if you, but it's not the big ruining part, whatever. But you've been warned. But man, I'm just like, dude, that's like the last time. That's like the last time, or certainly one of the last times, but maybe the last time that they're all together as like buddies. You know, before their their lives change forever in, in in different ways, and just like, wow, man! Like like especially having seen the movie more than once, and I've watched it a couple of times now that's been back on Netflix. I'm like, oh man, they just they all do such a good job because that scene just gets me, man. Gets me almost choked up. You know, they're they're gonna go to the wedding later that day. But at the wedding, you know, it's one person's wedding, and it's it's, it's already it's something different. There's other people there, and then you know they're going to go hunting the morning after that. But one of the guys isn't there because he just got married. So that's like the last time they're together, all his boys, and that that song comes on. And and I don't, I don't know about you guys, but when I got something that's stressing me out coming up, but I have other stuff coming up too, then I can kind of hide from the stress and the anticipation of the other things. So what I mean is like, oh, if these guys are worried about going to Vietnam, 
and the other guys who are staying back are like worried about their friends leaving or just wondering where their place in the world is with their friends suddenly leaving. And the one guy getting married. You know, you still have the wedding. So it's like, oh, I'm worried about this, but we still have this great big fun party tonight. So I kind of don't have to think about it yet. It's like, I'm just finding that in this. That's what I'm seeing, humans. It's just like, oh, it's just this, they still have this fun thing on the docket, this wedding. You know? But they, it's like the last time they're all together as boys and they're singing this song and they're, and they're being, uh, they're being silly. You know, you'd say they're not just being like trying to be cool and look cool. They're, you know, the De Niro character is kind of the more stiff one of the bunch. The walking characters really dancing around. But you see them let their guard down and kind of just be chums. And not everyone's worried about looking tough, you know. we They just they let it down. They're being silly around their other dude friends. They don't see much of that, humans. I, I don't know if I participate in it much. Maybe this movie will inspire me. But man, that scene, dude, I can't stop listening to that Frankie Valley song. Uh, can't take my eyes off of you. I can't stop listening to it because of that scene. Anyway, humans, I don't know. Does anything about the deer hunter grab you? Listen to the last Well, humans, thank you for coming by today. Thank you for coming by. We're going to talk some Haley's Comet next week, among other topics. Who knows what will come up? And, uh, you know, for, for you New Yorkers, <laughs> I just heard on the radio the other day. That our governor has, uh, I guess, bars the... I didn't even know we had blue laws here. I really didn't. The governor has decreed that bars are allowed to open uh, extra early on Sunday because the Buffalo Bills are playing uh, a game that starts at, like, 9.30 because this is one of these dumb NFL Europe games. Uh, And she wants people to be able to go spend money at taverns. So... I guess all you have to do is, like, apply for special permission to open early on Sundays around here. But they said that, like, the the lead time is usually, like, it needs to be a couple of weeks. And she's rushed this through so that any bar can be open uh, extra early in the morning without having to have done the paperwork uh, this Sunday. So if you're a New Yorker, I don't know. Do you take the governor up on that? Do you roll into the pub at nine thirty in the morning? I don't know. I've done that to watch rugby with a with a uh, fellow human before humans, but that was a long, long time ago. Anyway, of course, the Colorado Buffaloes—they're—they're they're playing like Arizona State this weekend, or maybe regular Arizona, and it's on the Pac-12 network, so not exactly appointment television uh, that we know of humans this weekend. It's going to be on the Pac-12 network. Who has that? Someone on the West Coast is like, me. I do. All right, humans. Have a great weekend. Get us some compelling audio. Start thinking about your costumes. Peace and love. Peace and love.